Hello and welcome to the Five Song Mixtape, where we discuss a new mix each and every week. My name is Michael. I'm the David Duke of Hazard. <laughs> and I am RJ. <laughs> the David Duke of Hazard. Yeah. I drive a convertible so my hood can poke out. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a job title. <laughs> yes. You know, the Grand Duke. I'm David Duke of Hazard. Like yes. Hazard's a job or a place? Yeah, the hazmat, hazmat crew. <laughs> they wear similar outfits, you know. Just yeah. pointier. <laughs> I think it's funny in the clan they call the the master like the grand wizard. It makes sense. I mean, it kind of makes me want to join just because of that. That sounds cool as shit. Did they? I wonder if they believed in witchcraft at the beginning of their stuff. <sighs> you mean like, and they liked it, or yeah. they were like, we hate witches, we gotta burn them. Yeah, because I don't know the full what year the KKK started. Because like a lot of like Christian organizations for a long time believed in folk magic. Mm. And so I would like the snakes and shit. Uh, yeah, that could be into it. Um, or is it like Bob Dylan magic? No, it's like Joseph Smith uh, would put like a stone in a hat, a seer oh, stone, yeah. look into it, things like that. And lots of other people had like sticks that they would use to do certain stuff. I'm surprised, like, Chris Angel hasn't tried to start a religion. <laughs> I saw him on Instagram the other day. Really? <laughs> yeah, I fell into the Chris the Mind Freak. <laughs> I want to, I got to see his profile because I, I got to see if he's one of those guys that posts his own stuff and it's like obvious because it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's uh, Mickey, Mickey Rourke. Rourke. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so oh funny. my God. It's terrifying. <laughs> that man is, he's, he's lost it. He's the best. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, I bet they're best friends too. They just seem like they would hang out with each yeah, other. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. Occasionally, uh, the mind freak will pop up, and carrot top will pop up. I don't know why. Um, I think when my algorithm's out of things to show me, they show me carrot top crying or something. <laughs> so <laughs> carrot top crying yeah. out of everything that you can see carrot top do. You're like, yeah, my algorithm knows me. <laughs> watch this sad clown cry (laughs) what was the uh, we were watching last night and devin's like netflix was literally like you were interested in this and oh yeah and then it like showed the kittens he's like yeah no, it was uh it was like the croc that ate jaws and then nazi megastructures okay and then like the tiniest (laughs) cutest kittens like that's what that was the name of the show i was like (laughs) damn they got my algorithm (laughs) they know me so well it's funny. I feel stupid if I'm at the gym and I'll see the TVs on and it's like the news and then it's just showing like clips from Instagram that I see. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? Because like I'm assuming that's been happening for a while, but like I don't watch TV or anything. Yeah. And I'll just be I just stare at it. And I'm just like, why is this on the news? Yeah. At like seven o'clock. This makes no sense. Um, yeah. It's just going back to like the. The Anchorman, like, squirrel on water skis thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, it's just the new version of that. <laughs> it's just, they find, oh, look at this crazy video. <laughs> yeah. Uh, show compilations of, like, over and yeah. over again compilations. I'm just like. This is Takashi 69 with a 13-year-old girl. <laughs> this is bizarre. Yeah. Our country, man. Let's get into yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, where do we start? Republicans, <laughs> Democrats, are they the same? Basically. Where is Nancy Pelosi? <laughs> is her husband gay? We don't know. I think we do know. 
it's pretty i mean he just let the he let the guy in like the you know the guy didn't hit him until after the police were already in the house you know <laughs> i don't know how else to explain that <laughs> there's a uh, I don't know if you. I didn't listen to it, but I saw the clip of it. But Louis, when Louis C.K. was on Flagrant um, a little bit ago, mm. and uh, Andrew Schultz asked him if he ever thought about being gay, and uh, <laughs> Louis was like perplexed by the question. But then he told the story about how this guy like yelled down at him from a stairwell and told him he was cute, and then told him he should come up to his room, and he's like, <laughs> at that moment. There was like a split moment where I'm like, I could be. <laughs> this could be a change in my life. Yes, <laughs> I mean, something you'll be. have to do forever. <laughs> yeah, gay man. Yeah, <laughs> girls can do that whole like being bi thing, but yeah. as soon as a guy does a bi thing, it's like, no, he's gay forever. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, <laughs> like he's he's automatically gay. Well, he I knows can't just too. try it. I can't just try it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, no, like, you can't. Literally, it's just for the females. It's just like, oh, it's college. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you were drunk. We get it. I kissed a girl, and we filmed it, and then I did it a few more times. And then I was by for like five. Then years. we made an OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah made like, some money. Cool. And then a guy's like, I had thoughts about a guy once. Like, you're so gay. <laughs> Touch the guys. How could butt? you be so yeah. gay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Schultz had like a little bit at one point talking about how. If you're a top as a gay man, that's like doesn't mean anything to him because he's like, I fucked a butt. Like that's not <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> oh, but the guy getting fucked is the gayer one. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, like if a straight guy sticks something in his ass, is he gay? That's a good question. You know, because the top is staring at a manly back. Exactly. <laughs> pretty gay. I don't know. I think they're both gay in this scenario. <laughs> two guys having sex. Yeah, they're both gay. RJ, when you picture two men having sex, is it always from behind or is it ever missionary? <laughs> it's yeah, changing diaper. Yeah. Uh, it's just whatever, you know, the situation calls for. <laughs> what would the situation be? I don't know. So like, you're there? No. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's like heads or tails, kind of like a flip a coin. You flip the gay guy? Yeah. <laughs> no, However you land? No, no, the coin, and then you kind of just do it as you, know, you do it. <sighs> That's how you enter in sexual uh, uh, sex, I guess. You go, heads or tails, brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's flip for it. <laughs> Just two gay guys doing backflips on a bed. <laughs> Looks like I'm top this time. <laughs> yeah. Well, silly gays. Uh, RJ, you made uh, an emo mix for this week. I did because I'm doing this thing where it's the evolution of emo. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, this. but I'm doing a better job. Art or Devin, did you check any of these bands on your website? Um. No, I I didn't get a chance to because they wouldn't even be on there anyways. I on don't that know. That's uh, based off of your last mix. Number three might. Uh, I'm. I really don't want it. I'm gonna do it. I, I wouldn't. I'm gonna do you it. You should just drop this mix on there. And be like emo question mark. <laughs> see what happens. I'm not talking to the redditors anymore. They are so mean. Just full of rude comments. Who hurt you? <laughs> Jeffrey Tambor, 69. Oh, we're coming after you. Yeah. 
RJ, this is a. Did, did you make this mix as a as an alpha move over Devin? Uh, I think it has inspired me because it's not country. Okay. Um, so I did that, and it's not like a three hour long mix. So I was like, I want to go back to. I was gonna do something because Blink One Eighty Two came out with their new thing. So I was like, I want to do like a Blink mix again. Yeah. Um, and then I was just like, ooh, maybe I'll do like a songs that I because I've had some of these that I'm like, I want to do something with them, but I just never figured out a way to. Mm. And I was like, oh, let's do a warp tour kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you the, the title <laughs> doesn't make any sense, but <laughs> well, that's what I'm curious about. Mm. Did these bands all play at Warp Tour 2001? Mm, kind of. <laughs> was there a Warp Tour in 2001? Look, look he yes, put, there was. He put okay. a round in there. Okay. So, so. <laughs> all right. All right. So that's around. how it first started. I had four out of the five bands, and I was like, oh, but I want to put something else on here. And then I was like, oh, I don't want any of those other bands. I went through the lineup for 2001. And I was like, you didn't want to put slick shoes on there? Yeah, there was some of them. I'm like, I don't want that on the mix. Uh, so then I literally was just like, well, they were there the year before, but that band wasn't there the round before. And then I started looking at albums of when the albums were released. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to say Warped Around 2001. Okay. All right. So some of the albums were out already. Some of them weren't. Plus so or minus. the criteria for these songs being on here, does the album have to be out? Around 2001? Or yeah, could you have picked like a rancid song from 93? Well, we're no, going to no, no, define... No. Okay. They're around. around. They're around. Okay. We're going to define I mean, around here. <laughs> around is a very broad term, too. <laughs> Probably could have picked from 93. Around. Okay. Yeah, right. I don't know. Like, there's one that's just RJ. Come on. <laughs> you had other options <laughs> that you could have... That, <laughs> that you could have picked from, brother. <laughs> I think the criteria also were like songs that I can stand or I liked or I grew up on or something like that. So you're barely able to find five songs yeah, from could, 2001 that you could stand. Yeah, because this was uh, this was a take up your pants and jacket time. So I was listening mainly to that. For some reason, I thought that was the Taking Back Sunday album. No, <laughs> confused my head for a minute. And I was like, that would be great. Put those songs on there. Well, last week we did decide that uh, two punk hardcore sounding bands were emo bands, apparently. And we also um, decided that the emo voice comes from Blink-22. It doesn't come from anyone else. Mm, so. I, I mean, I don't, I don't really agree with that, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, the, maybe third wave emo and, like, you know, getting influences from pop punk, maybe. But, yeah. like, yeah, I mean... Not emo in general, you know. Mm-hmm. Not fourth wave. Not fifth or sixth wave or seventh wave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Has yet to come out. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah, you know what you need to be thinking about, Devin? Mm. I'm going to put this into your head right now. Okay. I'm not okay. changing my next mix, but I'll listen. What's it called? Hold on, I got to remember what, it, what I Googled to get to. Does it have to do with Weezer? No. Or piebald. I heard something about piebald today that's not so great, so they're not going on my mix. Um, yeah, I think a good a good thing to think about is the ship of Theseus. The ship of Theseus? Yes. Oh. Wise words. Are you familiar with this thought experiment? No. Uh, oh. No. It's not the thing where there's a where there's like a there's a boat in a box and it's simultaneously there and not there. 
Uh, not quite. No, it's that's, a that's thought. Cat. It's a thought experiment about whether an object that has had all of its original components replaced remains the same object. Oh, oh yes. Okay. I think that's a astute thing to talk about to keep in the keeping your head, Devin. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well. I mean, where where do you fall on that? So if you take all the emo out of it, does it still make an emo? I mean, talking about a thing in a musical style, that's you, very different. You pose but, that question to your Redditeers, Devin. Oh, they're going to think Ship of Theseus is a sick emo band they haven't heard of. They're like, oh, i got to check them out. Dumbasses. <laughs> That does sound like an emo band name. It does. I thought it was at first. I was like, are you talking about merchant ships? <laughs> Ooh, sinking ships. That's a great band. Oh, possibly an emo band. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, Ghost Story's definitely an emo song. I don't know if they're an emo band. Uh, all right. So, RJ, what's your mix called again? Around, I about? W- warping <laughs> back to around 2001. Okay. <laughs> Back to around. How old were you uh, during 9-11? 9-11, I don't remember. Uh, I think Just I do was... math, man. It's 2001. <laughs> Never forget. Um, I think I was in high school. Where were you yes. when you yeah, were about 9-11? <laughs> oh, I stayed home from school that day. Yeah, I, w- I went to school. I remember waking up early, and my mom had it on the news. And she was freaking out because my uncle was supposed to be... Uh, my uncle had worked at one of the trade buildings at one point. So, oh. yeah. But if he's, I mean, if he's Jewish, then he got that call that said not to go to work that day, right? Puerto Ricans, Jews, same thing. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> they all got the call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's yeah. my favorite conspiracy theory. That's like, there's no <laughs> Jews that died in 9 11. Like, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure there are. Yeah. <laughs> and even if there aren't, like, cool. Yeah. What else you got for me, Kanye? <laughs> what is yeah, I stayed home from school that day, and uh, I was like, damn, this is cool. Planes are flying into buildings. What the hell's going on? <laughs> and then people started dying. I was like, well, this is probably bad. But I watched I, it the whole day. I remember the teacher had it like on the news in the classroom. Oh, yeah. That was my biologi- biolo- biological Your bio- biological <laughs> teacher? Whatever. I don't know who it is. Biology. RJ, where whatever are Canadians from? Oh, the can- Canada. It's can- Canadians. Can- Canada. I'm from Canada. Um, so tough. My bi- uh, biology third <laughs> period class, she put it on. And I hated that class. And I just I, I flunked it, but anyway, um, I would go in there. To and she literally penis worked, and you're like, "That's she, not how my penis works." She literally just had it on TV, and I was like, "Whoa, I don't have to learn anything today." Hmm. Hmm. Right. I, I, I remember upset. in my biology class, there's a kid that was really upset because they were, uh, what was the right word, creationist? Would that be right? Oh yeah, yeah. They were anti, and they did not want to learn about it. So. <laughs> Those are my favorite kids that are just like, I'm going to change this teacher's mind <laughs> <laughs> and possibly the whole class. Like Teacher dinosaurs and people were at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, those. Uh, <laughs> I, those are the ones that make more sense than the ones that just say dinosaurs weren't real and the yeah. bones were placed here by the devil <laughs> to trick non-believers. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's like the the devil's greatest trick. <laughs> Science. It's like that's a pretty fucking cool trick, dude. Yeah, I think I like the devil. This guy that we we know or knew, uh, his dad was like, uh, he wasn't a Christian scientist under the religion, but he was a Christian scientist. He was a scientist that was Christian. Yes. Cool. <laughs> and he had a he's written a couple of books, and he had this theory about like why people lived longer. Wait, is it Francis Collins? No. Mm-mm. Oh. Uh, he had this theory that in one of his books about why people lived longer uh, back during, because like in the Old Testament, there's like yeah. people living for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. And his theory was that uh, the atmosphere was yes. lower, I guess. Yeah. So like we have blue zones here still. Mm-hmm. And the whole earth was basically a blue zone and clouds were lower to the ground. Yeah. And so because of that, our oxygen levels were higher or something or different. So it made us live longer. Okay. So (laughs) if we just walked around with oxygen tanks, we'd be able to prove this. Sure. Right? Because we'd be getting more oxygen. Or like also people in like Denver or Salt Lake City would be living way longer. And that's not necessarily a blue zone, right? No, uh, there's a blue zone in Northern California, I think. It's where that uh, there's like a Seventh Day Adventist uh, clan that's in an area that they have. It's a blue zone, but they also are like vegetarians and don't and, and yeah. take bad things into their body. So yeah, <laughs> like damn, this is crazy. We're all living longer because of Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And you got some random French lady who's like smoked cigarettes her entire life and she lives yeah. super long. So Yeah. That lady rules. She's like, I smoked one cigarette a day, <laughs> ate one kilogram of chocolate. <laughs> I had sex five times a day and I'm 132 years old. Yeah. Yeah. She just rode her bike everywhere too until she was like 120, <laughs> which I mean, yeah, maybe bicycles are magical. Yeah. Who knows? Um, all right, so warping back to around 2001 is RJ's mix. Um, RJ, go ahead and guess. Go ahead. Go ahead. I yes. will I will try the best of my ability. Uh, Devin, I picked 325. Okay. Uh, Mike, I put 343. 343. Oh, RJ's so close. 343. Okay. So close, brother. I can see it. I can see how you put that there i can see that i had another idea but i want to see it we'll see at the end what was the other one can't say it until i'm oh, right oh can i say mine and i think it's the same one three yeah. four five three four five uh for, that's for what you, you thought no mine. for mike, <laughs> like for mike. For mike. Uh, no all right no 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 all right, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right so let's get into it uh so first band on here uh, as for RJ, as for the songs themselves, I don't have a lot to say about them. I'm going to be honest with you. I did enjoy this mix, <laughs> but okay. I don't have a lot to say about the songs themselves. <laughs> I agree. We can talk about the bands a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And where, you know, we'll just keep talking about 9-11 throughout the rest of this. <laughs> okay. Where are they now and where were they during 9-11? Yeah. Yeah. Let's imagine where Just Insane was. <laughs> During 9-11. All right. So first song on your mix, you've got I Tell You But by the Anti-Flags off of the album for Blood and Empire from 2006. I like Uh, the idea of adding the to band names also. (laughs) (laughs) The Rancids. 
Uh, this is the first track on there, two minutes and ten seconds. So, you know, five years after 2001, but who's counting? <laughs> who's counting? Um, Anti-Flag. Five years? That's about. It's around. <laughs> it's around. <laughs> <laughs> it's an American punk rock band from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, the band is known for its left-wing political activism. Uh, the current members include Justin Sane, Chris Head, Pat Thedic, and Chris Baker, or Chris Number 2. Um, the band was originally formed by Justin Sane and Pat Thedic in 1988. Notable past members included the bassist Jamie Cocktowns and Andy Flagg. Uh, Andy Flagg? Andy Flagg, yeah. Andy Flagg. Right. When I listened to Anti Flagg, Andy Flagg was in the band. Oh, uh, all right. Was that the Die for Government era? I believe so, yeah. All right. Uh, which is much closer to 2001. Uh, closer. Anti-Flag is also known for its advocacy of progressive political movements such as Greenpeace, Amnesty International, and the Occupy Movement. Uh, this album itself comes with a booklet and a CD contains a short essay uh, for all but two songs, uh, which gives a more in-depth perspective on the inspirations for the songs and subjects. Um, the CD also comes with two stencils of the Gunstar a star formed with broken M16s as seen on the cover of Mobilize. Sick. Uh, the song Empire, which on the promotional version was originally called Exodus, includes an adaptation of Mark Neumuller's poem, First They Came. Uh, songs from the album were used in several video games. Um, so this whole mix for me, RJ, is like post-Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 mix. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Thrasher Skate and Destroy Mix. Yeah, because this is on Tony Hawk's Downhill Jam and Sean White's Snowboarding. Oh, Sean White, yeah. Yeah. That's so, a sick game. But the whole mix itself, I just brought me back to basically like Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 through like Underground, which is like the next four. Oh, underground was tight. Yeah. I just crazy. played the remastered one of that. It was awesome. It's crazy. They released those like year after year after year. Like, mm-hmm. like they had like a good like maybe six or seven year stretch where it's just a new Tony Hawk game every year. Crazy. Yeah, it's like the Assassin's Creed games now. Like I played a few of them and they were awesome. And then I it takes me so long to play a game. I'm like, okay, what's next? I was like, oh, I have six of them to get through now. Mm-hmm. Like they release one every single year, but they all look awesome. Yeah, they have one about a uh, like Valhalla, like Viking times. Oh, that would be cool. pretty sick. They had one about Egypt. And then Rome, hmm. just going all around the world. Um, yeah, I first heard Anti Flag. I believe I was in sixth grade. It might have been the sixth grade summer into seventh grade. Uh, I had a really good friend Hunter that lived up the street, uh, yeah. and he was uh, the first person to show me Anti Flag. Uh, even though Hunter wasn't like a Hunter is weird. He he ended up uh, overdosing. Um, oh yeah, like fairly young. I think we were. Maybe because him and I were the same age, maybe 20, maybe 22, somewhere around there. Uh, it's pretty sad. But he, he was a troubled kid. Um, but he wasn't, like, super into, like, punk rock. But he liked a couple of different, like, punk bands at the time. Uh, and this was one of them. And he was stoked on it because he was a very angry, aggressive, sad little boy. <laughs> um, but we always got along and we always vandalized things and got into trouble. Yeah. So. You draw some anti-flag stencils? Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Hunter was a cool kid. But, uh, yeah, that was the first time I heard anti-flag. 
I don't think I got to this album, so I don't think I had heard this song before, because by 2006, I was very much past Anti-Flag, RJ. Yeah. Very much past Anti-Flag. I think a lot of us were at 2006, <laughs> actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a, just an Anti-Flag song. And I, yeah. or as soon as it started and started singing, I was like, oh yeah, this, this is the Antiflex song. <laughs> these guys. <laughs> and that was uh, for a lot of these songs, but yeah. Uh, RJ, why'd you choose this song from 2006? Uh, so, you know what's funny? <laughs> is uh, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> he's free, so he's all right. Um, hilarious. So, I heard this song, but I've heard this song on the mixes that I listen to often, and it pops up a lot. So I kind of just had it of, oh, this song. But now, like, you know, listening it over and over, then doing more research after this mix came out, I was like, damn, I thought that was on one of their first albums. And I just kind of associate it with that. Because I, I did, you know, I remember I had the CD of uh, Mobilize and the Underground Network. And I remember just sitting there and my mom was talking to me. I was like, Mom, I'm listening to something crazy right now. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> We're starting a revolution, Mom. <laughs> Shut up. And I just had it. And I was like, I love the energy of this. And I was just like, it's fun. And that's what I kind of associated to those times of having those two albums when I went to Dimple Records. So I don't know where I heard Anti-Flag. Because I don't think it was much of a Devon band at all. Yeah, it was. I was always against the flag. No, you're. This is like reggae. Still times am, for brother. <laughs> no, I was waiting. No, this is like him hanging up like a Bob Marley blanket in his room. You I can remember. listen to Bob Marley and Anti Flag. He just said the song was called Exodus. This is true. No, they're not uh. totally different. But uh, so I don't know where this came from. Somebody showed me him. I don't remember who. Maybe Devin. It was me. Um, uh, but I remember just buying those two albums and just having it and kind of just reading the pamphlets and going through them and I'd be like, oh, this is cool. Like, I like their artwork. This is like, you know, fuck the government and that was punk rock. And so I associated this song thinking it was on one of those first two albums, but then kind of realizing afterwards, I was like, oh, this is from a 2006. So I, I did screw that one up. Um, and then also, fun fact, is they are not on the 2001 Warp Tour. So this is the odd liar out. So I was just like, ah, I need something else to throw on there. Who do I like? And I was like, oh, I like Anti-Flag. I'll put that one song that keeps on popping up on this mix on the radio play. Wait. So I threw this one on there. But they weren't on Warp Tour. Not 2001. <laughs> so okay. that's why I put it around. I think, I think I might have been at the 2006 Warp Tour. <laughs> <laughs> they have been on many Warp Tours, but just 2001 they did not do. Yeah. But I like the song. Uh, I think it was just, you know, just making me go back to remembering those times of just opening up those two albums and just being like, these are great. And these are fun. Love the energy. I love, like, the the style. I love the, the, the guy's voice. And I enjoyed listening to those albums. Yeah. And it kind of rem- just bringing, I think it was a nice song going into it. I, could, I try to think about the order a little bit of how I introduced this and everything like that. But I feel like it was just a good, oh, yeah, this is what we're getting back into. Yeah. The heydays. All right. Yeah, so 9-11 was a <laughs> rough time for me emotionally. You got to die for your government? Die for, after, after what they did to the trade centers? I'm going to die for that government? Um, I think I found Anti-Flag around the same time as you, Mike. It was like eighth grade. There's a kid, which, well, that would probably be seventh grade for you. Um. There's a kid, Sam Brown, that showed me, like, Misfits, uh, 
Anti Flag, some other bands I can't remember that I probably don't like anymore. And uh, yeah, I remember just hearing this and being like, that's like it's it was a new style of music for me at the time. And I was like, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Like this is angrier. It's probably like the angriest thing I listened to besides corn. Yeah. But it's very different than corn, obviously. This is before your slipknot phase. Actually, Sam Brown showed me slipknot also. <laughs> um and then I started hanging out with Adrian more and you know, he was way into slipknot, so <laughs> yeah. So I remember Devin. He kinda went off from like, you know, elementary school. Like, you know, what was that nice little haircut that you had all the time there? The bowl cut? Yeah, I think it was the bowl cut. Yeah. And then he went to a different middle school than I did, and then we went back to our high school together. And he comes back literally all in black clothing, like Slipknot T-shirt, ball necklace, like chain thing. And he's like, this is my friend Adrian. (laughs) I'm like, what? (laughs) Who the fuck are you? Where'd you come from? You changed, He showed me Marilyn Manson, and I'm different now. He's Mexican, RJ. You're yeah, not. I, I, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> I thought you were, but you're not, RJ. You lied to me. I this don't. one's real. I mean, and we'll get into a little more. I guess there's not much to get into, but I remember just Adrian having the the, the CD booklet with thousands of CDs in there, and I'm just like, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Yeah. And just Devin borrowed all of them and just you know put them all in his computer, and then I was like, cool, burn this for me, burn this for me, burn this for me. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I like the song. Uh, I was surprised that I liked the song. I was surprised that I liked any of these songs because I went into it with a negative attitude, being like, oh, it's just going to suck. I don't want to listen to this music anymore. I'm over it, blah, blah, blah. Um, Underground Network was a pretty cool album, and I might actually still enjoy it today. <laughs> That's about it. Oh, and uh, so your friend Hunter, I was mm-hmm. in a math class with him. I don't know if he was ever in the band Elysia. No, but, Hunter wasn't. Uh, I was in the same math class with Hunter, a kid, Andre, who I forgot his last name, and then Zach, whatever, from Malaysia. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that would have been a much better math class. <laughs> um, no, was, uh, the, whatever the kid's name, the singer of Elysia yeah. was, but they were Not Zach forming. Smart. No. Did, did you ever know Zach Smart? No, but the name sounds familiar. Oh, yeah. You'd recognize him. <laughs> okay <laughs> gotta look this guy up now um but yeah I, in the math class they were talking about like i remember i sat around all these guys and we would just talk about music and they were talking about like playing guitar and they're like we should play music someday and then they played like uh zach and andre played together and they started elysium's revenge hell yeah the pre-elysia but i yeah i didn't know if hunter was ever back when they had in that band. sick synth solos or whatever they have yeah <laughs> and cool like cool songs titled with homophobic slurs <laughs> yeah it was my favorite era <laughs> yeah uh yeah so anti-flag came and went pretty quickly for me um but i did enjoy listening yeah. to them for a time period yes but. yeah all right, so moving on from them, we've got Mr. Amsterdam by Sum 41 off of Does This Look Infected from 2002, uh, track 8, 2 minutes and 56 seconds. Sum 41 is a Canadian rock band from Ajax, Ontario, originally called Casper with a K. Um, the band ha- was formed in 1996. Uh, I'm not going to name all their dumb names that's in this band, but... Uh, 1999, Sum 41 signed to international record deal with Island Records and released their first EP, Half Hour of Power. 
uh, in 2000. The band released its debut album, All Killer, No Filler, in 2001. So RJ could have picked a song from All Killer, No Filler. Wait, is that the one with all of the hits on it? <laughs> I, I think so. Huh. I think it only has two hits. That's Fat Lip. That was the big one. I mean, how many hits were on this album? I think they had two, three. Hits on this album? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. So this one had more. I don't remember <laughs> any of those. I don't remember anything past All Killer, No Filler. <laughs> yeah. I thought they died. But the thing is, who followed the the pop punk route versus you guys? Were you know you just hear whatever? Because oh, this yeah. this was like touring with the, the pop Green Day Blink. Yeah, I followed the pop punk yeah. route too. Yeah. So was, you just followed the West Coast No Effects route. Yeah, <laughs> so that's where I went. So I knew the hits. Yeah, Mike followed the movie yeah. life into I'm the Avalanche, and I listened to the Wonder Years. Yeah, yeah. don't you yeah, remember you Milwaukee was originally called Star Destroyer? Always a pop punk band. RJ. Uh-huh. Always a whatever punk whatever band. happened Way to that pop punk. How many pop punk <laughs> bands have you been in, RJ? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Still stand by the name Star Destroyer and Milwaukee. That's yeah. Be oh, on the record. Milwaukee. <laughs> fucking coolest name. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even know why. It's just awesome. I was sitting there with fucking Dustin and I think maybe Sean for some reason. And I remember talking to Dustin and be like, I think I have a new band name. I think it like Milwaukee sounds pretty cool. And he was all in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially it's Dustin like, back then. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't need to know any more. <laughs> yes. That works. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Sean sing for a while? Uh yeah. Sean Sean was our first or second. I can't remember if Justin came before Sean. I think Justin was afterwards. Psychopath I, Justin. Yeah, I think Sean was the first one and he was too shy. And then we got Justin involved and Justin started doing it and we recorded and then Justin stopped doing it. <laughs> and then we yeah. got Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember Justin in the closet just <laughs> recording with that shitty recording dude that, and that Frank, I found. Frank yeah. being like, what the fuck? Who's is this <laughs> fucking queer in the closet? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So good. Yeah, and then we got Kyle. Yeah. It was all great with Kyle. Yeah. I mean, it sounded great, but, you know. I probably slept through a lot of that. Probably, yeah. Yeah. (sighs) I remember, uh, because I wrote the lyrics, right? And I I remember talking with Kyle about a song that I had wrote. And the song had, uh, it was, uh, it was talking about love and some, uh, obviously, and it, <laughs> it was from referencing bacteria and it sounds like an emo <laughs> song to me and about bacteria with like a corpse and stuff. Mm, and yeah. Kyle was less like, what does this mean? Like, <laughs> I was like, Ooh, necro- necrophilia. <laughs> I was explaining it to him, and he was so into it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he wanted to go deep, he'd be all in for going yeah. deep. Like, yes, I remember he was so into weed when we were doing uh, the stuff with Chris and Dan, uh-huh. and he wrote these lyrics to this song, and he wanted to write it like an Incubus song, like an early Incubus song that he heard mm-hmm. years ago that had like an abbreviation. So he called it. THC and the lyrics stand for uh, this house's creativity. And I'm like, man, I don't think lyrics are your strong suit. <laughs> you got a good voice. 
Yeah, lyrics are hard, man. I will never write a song because <laughs> it will turn out way worse than that. Yeah, I have like, because I was writing songs before we started the before we started the bands, mm-hmm. and I just remember I had like so many different songs written. So it was it was easier for me to be like, oh yeah, I'll write them because I had already yeah. like, been doing it for a while just on my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember what happened with Chris. I think he was just like, I got this. Life is pain. <laughs> that sounds like Chris. Oh, Chris brought yeah. his own lyrics, yeah. didn't he? I think so. He, I feel like he was he was writing poetry as his cousins were beating him up. He's like, fucking life is pain, dude. Like, I'm lost, brother. I'm thrashing like a great white. Yeah. Yeah. He had... Uh, his lyrics are perfect. Ahead of for, his time. Ahead of his time. Yes. Yeah, he was a visionary. <laughs> we could have been ruiner. <laughs> yeah. Life is pain. Oh, that's so still good. that's still my I, I think it was my favorite show that we played, honestly. Was when we played downtown in Sacramento in that like warehouse where there's like a big festival that was happening there. Oh, the skate festival? Yeah. Andy just, played that one. I wasn't there for that one. Oh, you weren't there for that one. No, that was with Broadway Calls and like Shook Ones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was just a fun, like a good show because we had just made those songs like Thrashing Like a Great White and stuff. Like, yeah. That was the first time we played them. And then we played them a couple of times after that. But Yeah, I played, uh, we played the VFW a few times. Did you play Davis with us? Davis oh. or Yuba City? No, Davis. We went down and played Davis one time in a basement. No, I never played Davis. Maybe maybe Pat came to that one. Oh, I think Pat did play. Yeah. Pat I played the Yuba City one, and that was my favorite show I've ever played. Yeah, that was fun. That was so much fun. <laughs> like, you just driving us all down the Pontiac vibe. <laughs> and the, just Chris, Chris. Oh, that's when we all pretended to be British. Because we didn't know anybody there. Australian. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, no. Well, <laughs> we were Australian. Chris was British because he kept on saying he's from across the pond. You know why we did that, right? No. It's because we had all just saw uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall and we had just saw Russell oh, Brand. Yes. <laughs> we just found out British people exist. <laughs> Basically. Yes. Yes. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, that was the funnest show. Just annoying so many people uh, being obviously fake British. And then me not coming with any equipment. No, I think so. Yeah, and I played some dudes like Les Paul bass that had like Guitar Hero stickers on the the fretboard. Uh, And it sounded like shit, but it was so much fun. Yeah, I think I just brought my guitar. I don't even think I brought a head or anything. Yeah, I don't think I brought anything. I was... Always very unprepared for shows. <laughs> I drove back from San Diego to a show once at the the port in uh, oh, yeah. West Sac, that weird-ass venue. That venue was awesome. <laughs> that was so strange. Like, I do work out there now. I'm just like, are you serious? This is where we played? This is, like, literally an industrial district. Like, yeah. how did they pull this off? <laughs> oh, that was so much fun. I Yeah, I drove all the way back from San Diego, and I'm like, yeah, I think I'll make it. <laughs> I just made it right in time. Uh, <laughs> that was great. like uh, one of the times. That, I don't know how many times we played there, but one of the times that we played there, <laughs> Chris Allen, like, went, he was singing a song, 
and he went to hold the microphone in front of Sean Myers' face. And Sean Myers is like, I don't know the words. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not paying attention. Yeah. I'm not listening. Oh, that was so that was funny. funny. <laughs> uh, anyways, this band, Sum 41, uh, they had an album called Chuck in 2004, apparently. Didn't listen mm. to that one either. Um, mm. But yeah, this album is a lot more aggressive and darker and heavier than their previous album. It also has fewer elements of pop punk. Described as heavy metal, horror punk, punk rock, pop punk, and melodic hardcore. This album uses elements of heavy metal, hardcore punk, thrash metal, DB, and on the song Thanks for Nothing, hip hop. They say DB, like drum and bass? Uh, Or Dave Matthews Band? D beat. Oh, D beat, downbeat. Yeah. Okay. Right. So yeah, so when this song came on, I was kind of surprised at uh, how much I enjoyed it, to be honest with you, um, because of the aggressive nature of it. Yeah, is that why I you agree. chose it, RJ? So the 2001 all what's it called? All killer, no filler, or something like that. Mm-hmm. It has their their hits on there. I think uh, I forgot what their second one was, but it has Fat Lip on there. Fat Lip is of course how they got their attention with everybody, and I was like, oh cool. They have and one I think about kinda, water, right? Water, yeah. head underwater, or yeah, something oh, like that. Yeah, I forgot what album that was on. That might have been on their second album, mm-hmm. but I remember hearing it, and it was one of those where I'm like, "That song's annoying." I was like, it, "It's there." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it, it was kind of like back there, and then I kind of listened to the album, and I was like, "All right, it doesn't stand out too much to me." And then I kind of listened to it know, like two, three more times, and the album didn't really do anything for me. Then I listened to their first one, and I was like, "Ah, I don't think I'm a fan of them." Then this album came out, and I was like, I like this album. This album's great. I don't like their last two, so that's why I picked something off of here. Okay. But I like this a lot. I still don't think. And then I think I heard one of their new albums. I think I heard, like, Chunk or Chunk, and I was like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I'm out. I think you just said the same word twice. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> like, Chunk or Chunk? <laughs> chunk or Chunk. <laughs> Whatever or it was called. <laughs> chunk. In, in Too Deep. That's the song. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I I don't know if I ever heard this album. I didn't for sure. I don't know the other like hits that were on this one, but I think this is the time when I'm like, I listened to some 41 and both you guys were like, you listen to some 41 still. And I'm like, no, this one's sick. Like, like, no, we heard fat lip. Have you heard kill switch engage? (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I was also surprised by this song. I I liked it, and I was thinking back. I was like, damn, when did Sum 41 become gay? <laughs> there's a point where I was like, the All name is just... All things become gay. <laughs> they do. <laughs> it's so true, which means they were great at one point, and I think they were still great in this era. Yeah. Like, hearing this song, I was driving back from Fresno with my coworker, and he's never heard Sum 41 before. <laughs> and the, like... The last part came on where the drums come in. It's like, and then just goes into like a thrash metal riff. And he's like, damn, this is good. Like, that's the only song that he like reacted to. And I was like, this is cool. And then after that, I was just like, I need to listen to Slayer now. Listen to Slayer, listen to Municipal Waste and Power Trip. And like, I just, yeah, a little bit of some point one in there. I tried AFI, it didn't work, so Could I just went back to Slayer. Some 41 at like Ozfest or something back then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, what the f- 
fuck is this? Yeah. But yeah, I just, like he said, he liked that one part. I was like, damn, I am in the mood to listen to thrash metal. Then we just listened to Rain and Blood all the way back, and I'm just thrashing down the freeway. He did not like it. Uh, but yeah, I, I think um, Ron Paul was really the one that pointed out that 9-11 was really <laughs> perpetrated by the U.S. government in a way. Uh, not directly, but fairly indirectly through uh, through means of, you know, Installing the Shah of Iran and just being involved in Afghan politics. So, yeah, yeah totally. Yep. Um, all right. So moving on from some 41, we've got the boy who destroyed the world by AFI from off the all hollows EP from 1999 track three, three minutes and five seconds. I bet you RJ was so titillated when we were talking about AFI in the last episode. Oh, he was perking. I was, I was rubbing. He I was, was, ru- I was, I was yeah. rubbing my nubbins. <laughs> <laughs> That's your dick, they have right? no idea what's about to hit them. <laughs> yeah. I was like, <laughs> I have no idea what I'm about to unleash on them. I was just hoping for Devin to be like, yeah, they're like my whole next mix, just all AFI. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you just wait. I've got five versions of the boy who destroyed the world. <laughs> um, AFI, A Fire Inside, uh, from Ukiah, California. Uh, mm. Formed in 1991. Uh, since 1998, it consists of Mr. Danny Havoc, uh, Adam Carson, and Hunter Bergen, and Jade Puget. Or Peugeot. Might be Peugeot, but Puget. Puget. Uh, the, one of the bike shops that I worked at in Arizona. There's like an old bike shop guy that would call it Puget instead of Peugeot. He loves Like the car? Yeah, yeah Peugeot, Peugeot made... Bikes. They made, yeah, they made they some made bikes. Too. Really nice steel bikes that were in a lot of tours for a long time. Um, I forgot what team used them. Um, but yeah, he called them Puget's. <laughs> it's funny. It's cool. a place in Seattle. I Yeah, I bought a Peugeot from him, actually. Really? Yeah, when I was down there. Ooh, a nice bike? Yeah. Road bike? Uh, yep, road bike made into a fixie. Then brought up to Salt Lake and then sold it for a lot more money than I bought it for. So Yeah, I bet. It was, like, hard to find frames when they were turned into fixies to go for so much money. Yeah. I mean, even if they're not, if they're just, like, classically restored. That was – it was such a weird thing because uh, – RJ, you won't remember this, but, like, Devin was into bikes, and then I moved away and then got into the bike industry. <laughs> it was the weirdest <laughs> yeah. thing in the world. Like, I wasn't into bikes. Devin got into bikes. I think maybe Adrian got a bike – um, cause I remember being at Devin's yeah. house and you like messing with them and you were really into that guy's blog. Uh, Oh the, yeah. The old wizard ball. Sheldon blog. Brown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the Rick Rubin of cycling. <laughs> yeah. Dude fucking rules. And I just remember being like, Oh yeah, bikes are fun. Uh, and then I just got into the biking street after I left <laughs> California is the weirdest thing. So yeah. I remember like, you know, you, you just kind of disappeared for a long time. And then you came as back I to a different stage. As I do. Yeah. <laughs> and then like one day he was just like, we're going to go meet up Mike and he works at a bike shop. And I was like, oh, no, Mike, let's go see him. <laughs> I haven't yeah, seen I him in a while. I remember when you guys did that and fucking Dustin did his weird ass awkward thing. Like if you oh, haven't yeah. seen Dustin for a while, he like won't look you in the eye. <laughs> yeah. Like talk <laughs> off in the distance. <laughs> yeah. And like not ask any questions. So like no. talk at you instead yeah. of to you. It's so weird. Yeah. When you haven't seen him for a while. <laughs> I, know. I do the same thing when I'm like if but if it's if 
it's only if I don't really want to catch up with the person. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, let's like meet up for coffee. And it's like, sure. Like, yeah, let's do that. And I'm like, <laughs> I got a thing that I got to go do. So I'm going to go do laundry. <laughs> That's more important than this. So bye. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if I has released 11 studio albums, 10 EPs, one live album, and one DVD, uh, the band first reached substantial commercial success with their fifth album, The Art of Drowning, in 2000, which peaked at number 174 on the Billboard 200. Uh, they then broke into the mainstream with their sixth album, Sing of Sorrow, in 2003, which peaked at number five on the Billboard 200. It remained on the chart for 51 weeks. Supported by their popular singles, Girls Not Gray, Silver, and Silver and Gold. Both great songs. Still like that, the songs from that album. Um, from uh, Sing the Sorrow? Yeah. I never liked that one, strangely, and I loved AFI. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they've made a bunch of albums. Uh, I think their last album was in 2021, but I haven't listened to anything of theirs in quite a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like AFI. I like this EP a lot. I was glad that RJ picked a song from it. It's a good song. Um, yeah, it's a, it's basically the standout song for me in this mix. So Their like biggest song from this era came from this EP, right? Like or was it on Art of Drowning? Art of Drowning. Oh, okay. I remember like this All Hollows EP, like being one of the more significant EPs from that era. But I don't. Rem- I know Halloween was on there. Yeah, which was kind of big. Oh yeah. Uh, but there was another. There was another song on there that was <clears throat> pretty fucking cool. Hmm. Total Immortal. That one was huge. I feel like that was on Tony Hawk. Oh yeah, maybe. And I don't think that's on. Art of Drowning. No, no. Yeah, that is one of their the big ones. Yeah. That was a big song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was refreshing to hear AFI that I forgot that I liked. I still like it. Just surprising for me. Yeah. Yeah, I still like it, too. Makes me feel yeah. good. Makes me happy. Yeah. Uh, RJ, is there any particular reason why you chose something from All Hollows instead of not? Uh, well, this EP is great. I love this EP. <laughs> um, something from the you know, 2001. Or the, or the Art of Drowning is 2000. So. Uh, a little 2000 bit closer. And then even Sing the Sorrow was what, 2003? Uh, yeah. Sing the Sorrow, yeah. Equally close. So I remember <laughs> I, I've heard Sing the Sorrow. I've heard The Art of Drowning. I've heard Black Sails. And then I think I've heard Part. Of very proud of you and answer that and stay fashionable, uh, but I don't think I like the first two as much. But I remember the EP always like oh it, it's like the EP I like that one and then just going back to listening to it I was like I do like this I I mean I, I should have gone back to the rest of them but I remember hearing this one and I'd be like I love it how it's just an EP and this is so great back from 1999 that I was like I want this song on there because yeah. just the energy and you know it versus their later stuff that I haven't even heard anything new by them and I'm kind of scared too. Yeah, it's probably not good. But I remember an interview with him. Devin, you might remember me talking about this. I don't know. It was they were playing somewhere probably in Sack. Talk about it a lot. <laughs> I don't know. But he, he was just well, I mentioned it a couple times, but he was just like in the interview, he's like, Oh, I'm embarrassed of our old stuff. Oh like yeah. The, our new stuff is like the good stuff. And I was like, No, your old stuff is so much better. <sighs> yeah. And I was like, I know it's my style of music that I like, but I was like, you know, your new stuff, it's you know. I, I feel like bands, for one thing, have to say that for their record labels. Yeah. But. And also, 
for their own ego because if they're creating something that they don't like as much as their old stuff, and it's like, what the fuck are we doing? Everybody changes. You know, you get yeah. tired of putting out the same thing. I mean, he probably sees the paychecks and he's like, yeah, I definitely like this new shit better. <laughs> like, it's doing much better than all Hollows EP. Yeah. So <laughs> I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, I will give you that. Like thinking about answer that and stay fashionable, like that was the bridge between that shitty punk of the early '90s that started. That it was like almost pop punk, but it was just like speed punk kind of, mm-hmm. like bands like Avail and all, and like uh, Pulley, like just shitty stuff like that. AFI made that good, and then they did kind of transition a lot of that into the emo field like i don't know if that's really like the i don't know i remember when um girls not gray came out like that was like people that liked emo music of the third wave emo mm-hmm. loved that song oh yeah Good that take. might be part of the catalyst of yeah that might be part of the the transition from second to third wave yeah i don't know of any third wave emo band that wouldn't have been like oh yeah we love afi they yeah helped shape us yeah or they inspired us you know yeah because that because i mean like you didn't have like like i would call them a hardcore band Mm -hmm. up until a certain point and then they changed their style so you didn't have like less necessarily a hardcore band that sounded like this in the 90s that was like popular yeah, you know, it, they became popular more in the two thousands of that same kind of style, but nowhere near as popular as AFI was. All right, so I've been thinking about this emo thing no, for the past just, week. Just, uh, I I just gotta say, pump your brakes, there, brother. I gotta say <laughs> that a lot of like the the things that we've been talking about, as far as like bands that are emo and whatnot, like and influence other emo bands. I think a lot of the different waves were influenced by bands outside of the emo category. So, like, Weezer could not be an emo band, but have influenced part of the third wave, like the Jimmy Eat World style of emo. I agree. But they wouldn't be included on, like, like that would be a separate type of mix, you know? Ship Atheist, man. They take elements from these other genres, and then they start to incorporate it into emo, and it becomes something else. But is it still emo? Well, that's the thing, because you were talking about, so you're talking about the difference like between the waves and like how the fourth wave isn't a wave, it's just a redoing of the second wave. Yeah. And I think it can be both, like a redoing of the second wave can be a wave in itself because it's using parts of that second wave of emo with influences from other things as well and still retaining a little bit of that emo, as long as it has a little bit of emo in it whatever those core tenets of emo are, which I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck's going on with emo. I think it's <laughs> still emo. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we've got, uh, yeah, we'll we've see. got more emo we'll to see. talk about. Yeah. <laughs> just, I needed to say this with AFI being <laughs> talked about right now. Like They're part of it, but they're not emo. Oh, man. December Underground was 2006. That was a big album, too, because Miss Murder was on it. Yeah, that's where they lost me. Yeah. Uh, all right, yeah, AFI, great band. Moving on from them, RJ, I don't know if you intentionally did this, but you did a good thing here, man. Thanks. Four and five? Well, yeah, he puts AFI, and he puts a good song and something that we like, and he's like, I'm going to slip Rancid in, but it's only a minute. 
and it's right <laughs> yeah, after so I was thinking of that same exact thing. It's like, damn, he did this for Mike. <laughs> yeah. <it laughs> yeah. Is. I, I, if you did it uh, thinking of me, RJ, I very much appreciate it because it did not ruin the mix at all. For can me. I can I cut the end? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, I I have a lot of influences and or like, you know, I enjoyed these bands growing up. This is like some of them that I listened to minus my Blink-182 and all that stuff. And I went through Rancid's discography, and I was like, as soon as like I just hear Tim Armstrong, yeah, I'm like, nope, next. (laughs) Then I heard like something Sky, and I'm like, next. And then Ruby, nope. And I was just like, there's nothing that I'm latching onto if I wanted on here. And I got to this one, and I heard it, and I was like, I can palette this one. And I was like, all right, this would be fine probably after AFI or something like that. Just something where they're screaming, it's fast paced and it's quick. And yeah. I was like, Mike would accept that. You did Maybe, good. hopefully. You did so good. yeah, you were in my mind for this Rancid song. <laughs> I will say for me too, and I like Rancid, this song changed the, it up to the score for me just because of the way it flowed. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. It kept that energy. And I was like, yes, this works. Yeah, if you put anything else by Rancid, I listened to their new stuff, which I've never heard, and I yeah. listened to their old stuff, and I was like, no, nah, yeah. I'm out. Sorry, um, Rancid fans. Uh, well, this song is Disgruntled off of, I think, Rancid 5 uh, from the year 2000. Uh, track 2, it's one minute. Uh, Rancid, American punk rock band from Berkeley, California, formed in 1991. Founded by Tim Armstrong and Matt Freeman, foreman, or formerly from members from Operation Ivy. Uh, Rancid is often credited as being among the wave of bands that revived mainstream interest in punk rock. In the United States during the mid-1990s, over the 31-year career, Rancid retained much of its original fan base, most of which was connected to its underground musical roots. Um, Rancid, underground network? Alternative communication? <laughs> uh, Rancid has had two lineup changes since its inception, with Tim Armstrong and Matt Freeman being continuous members. Uh, their current lineup consists of Armstrong on guitar and vocals, Freeman on bass and vocals, Lars Fredrickson on guitars and vocals, and Brandon Stein Steinkert uh, on drums. Uh, I served Lars Fredrickson coffee. Did you? Yep. Does he He's have friends a, with a guy that I know? Does he have a mohawk or? Uh, he did. I think he did have a slight mohawk when mm-hmm. he came in, mm-hmm. but he's friends with the. Uh, a dude that Zach Melanick's friends with that would uh, hang out at the coffee shop a lot. Mm. Um, that's also in a local band. Nice. I guess they like played together a few times. Um, yeah, I don't like Rancid. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've never liked Rancid. Uh, this is probably the best Rancid song I've ever heard. Um, and it was completely palatable and enjoyable in this mix. I've got a seven-minute rancid song that I think you might like, Mike. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> yeah, so I'm happy you chose this and you placed this here, RJ. Um, so, yeah, do we have anything else to say about Mr. Armstrong and how he he puts a guitar very, very low? Uh, <sighs> That's the only way to play those hollow bodies. <laughs> and he doesn't really play it. And he's yeah, all, <laughs> and he's acts, yeah. He just like lets it hang while he sings, essentially. Yeah, especially in the transplants too. Yeah. That uh, band he didn't play guitar once, <laughs> but he still had it. Still had it. Um, 
yeah, I like that it kept the energy going. Like it was a good, a good bridge. Any other Rancid song would have thrown it off. I I agree, and I I still like Rancid and Outkin Wolves. I love that album. I still like it. Um, I don't think I ever heard this album. I only listened to like two albums by Rancid, and I think I heard Indestructible, and I was like, damn, they suck. So I stopped listening to them. But uh, this song from this album that I had never heard, it was uh, it was a good yeah, it was good. It's good. Worked. Jeez, and out come the wolves with certified gold and platinum. That was like on alternative radio. That was on stupid. That was on the zone. Ruby Soho. Yeah. Uh, time bomb. Time bomb was the big one. Yeah. Yeah. Baby, 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 Soho. I mean, time bomb <laughs> was fucking sick. Sure. Still fucking. Sick. <laughs> Yeah, I passed on those. I listened to them again. I'm like, nah. I never liked Operation Ivy either. I, had the, <sighs> I did I think, like Operation Ivy. Because the first time I heard them was probably in seventh grade. I was just like, I don't, I'm, I, don't, I don't care. Have you even heard Common Rider? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've watched Common Rider. Have you watched Common Rider? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it a movie? No, it's a Tokuyatsu. Oh. It's a, a giant kaiju series that started in the 70s called Common Rider. Oh, no, I just saw the band. From Japan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought it was like Japanese Easy Rider. <laughs> no, there's giant kaiju and cool monsters. Well, that sounds cool, actually. Men in suits just battling each other. Oh, that sounds even cooler. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, you don't have to like Rancid. All right, and finishing off here, we got I Am a Revenant by The Distillers off of the album Sing Sing, Death House from 2002, track number two, three minutes and 28 seconds. Uh, the Distillers are an American punk rock band formed in Los Angeles, California in 1998 by vocalist and guitarist Brody Dolly? Doll? Brody? Doll. Doll. I just always knew her as Brody. Yeah. Oh. I heard somebody say her name. And I was like, Brody Doll? Like a, like a Ken doll hmm. or a Barbie doll? But, yeah, it's spelled differently. I'm positive the first time I heard the distillers was from Tony Hawk. I'm positive. That's the really? First time. Yeah, I heard them. Uh, <sighs> that might be true for me, too. I forget which. It might have been, like, Persecutor 2 or 3 because um, it was uh, it was around this album. Uh, let's see here. The distillers first came together in late 1998 when Australian-born guitarist Brody Dahl met oh. uh, bassist Kim Chi. Pretty sick name. And the, the two bonded over their love for playing punk rock. They proceeded to recruit Detroit guitarist Rose Mazzola and drummer Matt Young. Uh, signed to Epitaph, the band issued a self-titled debut album uh, in 2000. By the end of the year, Kim Chi had left the group to join, I don't know how to say that, Zine Servica, something like that. Um, for a while, the nerve agents bassist... Uh, was playing bass for the Distillers. I forgot about the Nerve Agents. Hmm. Love that band. <clears throat> uh, yeah, and they went some a bunch of different lineup changes, and they've had albums come and go. Uh, I forget about them all the time, and then suddenly I'll think of her. I'm like, oh yeah, she was like a pretty lady who played punk rock and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> She's Australian, apparently, which <laughs> I didn't know till now, and I like that. <laughs> Uh yeah they played they did a tour with No Doubt and Garbage in 2002 that sounds pretty sick damn I would have gone to see that in 2002 if yeah. I knew about it uh uh one of their members left the band to go join Angels and Airways what yeah. 
So Matt Young? Uh, Sin? I don't know. I don't I don't know. Right. But she was with uh she was with Tim Armstrong for a while, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 I remember that. Yeah. I don't know how long they were together. Punk rock love. Exceed <laughs> <Like Sid and laughs> Nancy. Um yeah. Uh, I remember enjoying the distillers. Uh, this was a nice song to remind me that I still enjoy the distillers. I still think she's good. And I don't know where she's at now with music. Um, I don't know when the last album was released, but definitely not going to listen to it. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah. uh, I like the song. I like the song at the end. I will say RJ did a really good job with uh, placing the songs where they're supposed to. Flowed nicely. Yeah, I mixed them around occasionally, but I was like, I like this one. Yeah. yeah. I liked ending with this. Um, yeah, I liked the Distillers. I I'd never heard this album. I heard, I think there were other ones called Coral Fang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that it's one. one after this one. It's after this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember hearing the song, so it was uh, it was a nice reminder that I like the Distillers. Like she's got a cool ass voice. I wish. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine the music if there are still are making music today is any good, but I wish they would go a different direction with it and utilize her voice somehow because it be cool to see her in like a post hardcore band or something but uh yeah i like the distillers i like the flow of this uh the mix up till the end it worked out well yeah rj why'd you choose this song uh i I just like the song i remember this what is the sing sing death house or whatever it's Mm -hmm. called uh i i listen to this one a lot i like the whole album i think it's great uh i don't know where they came from you're mentioning Tony Hawk, so that could have been where I heard it. But I just remember hearing it, and I was like, what is this? This is different. And I was like, oh, it's a girl singer. Yeah. I'm like, that's crazy. I, you know, I think I was used to Britney Spears. Yeah, but she I, does not do punk rock. I was like, I don't I don't know many female like you know bands like this. And I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I kind of just listened to that a lot. And then the Curl Fang, I think I didn't listen to it as much, and I never, I don't think I've ever heard their first one. But I know I've listened to other stuff that just pops up on like their radio, and it didn't sound that great. So I don't know if it's like newer stuff or if it's just like probably. I was just like, I don't like this. So maybe I was like, I like this album, <laughs> maybe nothing else. Uh, but this song is great, and I was like, you know, I think it's just a nice way. I've had the Distillers on my like, you know, an idea mix for the longest time, and I was like, I just need to figure out a way to put them. And because, you know, I just enjoyed that time that I did go go through them and, like, listen to that album over and over again. Nice. Who came first, Distillers or Avril Lavigne? Mm. Um, Avril Lavigne, uh, Lavigne, I think it was, like, 2002. <laughs> but was she around before them, though? Because they, Distillers formed in 1998. Like, was yeah. Avril doing stuff in Canada before them? Maybe she was popular in Canada and just nobody knew about it here. Yeah. Was she with some skater boys? Yeah. When she said, see you later, boys, I'm going to the <laughs> United States of America. Yeah. Her first album was 2002. It's so funny how Archer just had that on the, off the top of his head. Like, <laughs> I had that album. Yeah. Let go. Let go. 2002, no, no, no. guys. Let go. 2002. Yeah. <laughs> I had that album, too. March 31st, 2002. I bought a lot of CDs. <laughs> What's a dimple record? It's in Walmart, the edited version. She won a radio contest to perform with Canadian singer Shania Twain <laughs> uh, in 1999. I always so. forget Shania Twain's from Canada. Hell yeah, she is. Uh, she's been releasing some new songs. 
Some singles. Oh, uh, somebody released a song with her. No, some pop singer transitioned to country and I think did a song with her or something like that. That makes sense. Fuck, who was it? She's well known for her duets, RJ. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a woman. That's great. <laughs> Celine Dion, Canadian too. Yeah. yeah. Celine Dion. Dion. I love Celine Dion. <laughs> One of the greats. Jacques Lecoq Grande. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why uh, people hate that movie so much. I don't know. <clears throat> um, all right, RJ. So for me, you guessed 343. 343. Uh, it was 313. Surprising. Ooh. I felt like Anti Flag, the first song, was my least favorite because it didn't really surprise me, I guess. Whereas the Sum 41 song surprised me a lot. And then the Rancid song was perfect. So. Well, it's cool. Uh, it's surprising that it surprised you. Yeah. I'm not mad about that. Yeah. You shouldn't be. I'm mad about you, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Mike. Ball Razor. <laughs> <laughs> and then for Devin, you guessed 325. And I am five one four. Way off. Okay. Way <laughs> off. I don't know my tastes at all. <laughs> oh, we we both disliked the same song. Nice. Yeah, and it, it wasn't it's, even that I like the one that it. I randomly picked. Uh, yeah, I think we sensed that it wasn't really from two thousand one. It was the <laughs> furthest away from it. No, it, it's uh, and it's not even that I didn't like it. Like it started off the mix How just fine. How is Rancid your favorite band over AFI? Devin, you, <laughs> you need to rethink that. He, he's a ska man. He, Bob Marley, you know, he, he's reggae tones all day long. <laughs> that is. I mean, okay. <laughs> Rancid never wore those crazy tight pants and girl makeup. There's you know? got to be a ska band called the Reggae Tones. <laughs> if there's not, they're really missing out. I'm going to trademark that right now. The Puerto Rican ska band. The reggae yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all sung through a megaphone. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, AFI is cool, but I, I did like those two Rancid albums much better. Tim Armstrong for sure wore skinny jeans and makeup. No makeup, no. Mm, if he did, it was punk rock makeup, not lady <laughs> makeup. Okay. Hot topic, yeah. for sure. <laughs> not I mean, Claire's. You... <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Danny Havoc only shops at Claire's. <laughs> yeah. He got his ears pierced at Claire's, I heard. No joke, I got my ears pierced at Claire's when I was in <laughs> third grade, I think. Yeah, if I was your favorite band, man. <laughs> okay, no. We... Uh, I remember, I don't know if you guys remember this from the 90s, but for some reason, because uh, my dad was probably bipolar too, my dad and I both got our ears pierced at Claire's at the Folsom Outlets, and the dude that was doing the ear piercing told us, uh, left is right and right is wrong. Do you remember yeah. hearing that about oh, yeah. ear piercings? Yep, oh, yeah. and then they switched. Yeah. So we're like, oh, shit, I guess we got to get our left ears pierced to be straight as hell. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then somebody like at my work, like a you know, 16-year-old, I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then they're just like, no, that, that means I'm straight if it's on the right side or left side. And I'm like, yeah. uh, it's changed over the years then. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just so crazy that somebody at Claire's is like, you don't want to get it in your right ear because that means you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> Male that is coming to get one <laughs> ear pierced in the 90s. To get a cross earring. 
<laughs> I wish as a kid you could have just been like, but I love cock. I don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so fucking gay. You don't understand. It's like cock and Mountain Dew are the only thing I guzzle oh, all damn. the time. <laughs> oh, I love to do the do. It's a code white in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me that Baja blast. Uh, I can't wait till Pitch Black comes out, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh. Devin likes his Baja blast, by the way. I do. Actually, yeah, yeah, I love it when a Jamaican man comes in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I thought we were just talking about do here. I'm feeling hot, hot, hot. <laughs> How Devin got his groove back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm feeling pretty groovy lately. <laughs> uh, yeah, RJ, I'm going to rate you, okay? okay? Rate me. What do you think I'm going to rate you? Yeah. What do you think we're going to rate you? Uh, I think Mike said I'm going to get a three no matter what because last time. <laughs> so I'm going to say a three, but I'm going to think he's still going to be like, fine, you get a 3.8. Uh, I'm going to give you a 4.1. Okay. I think this is a solid mix. I think if you had a different anti-flag song, it would have been higher. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm mad at myself for that. <laughs> and I like the title even though it's... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's very RJ. Yeah. It fits. <laughs> it works. No, I went like warping back to the year, and I was like, that's too many words. And I was like, F-. even this one's a little longer. Taking a tour to warp <laughs> to the year of the tour of warping around about 2001 to 2004. I was like, warp speed. And I'm like, no, they're going to be like, it's a Star Trek mix. <laughs> and I was like, damn, no, I'm going to confuse and Devin's going to get angry. Damn, I would have loved the TNG mix. <laughs> yeah. But okay. I'm going to give you... What do you think I'm going to give you? Uh, knowing Devin... I'll give it four. 4.6. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> I know. Damn. I was so surprised. He loves Rancid that much. <laughs> it wasn't because of Rancid. <laughs> they were cool. Um, no, I like just legitimately enjoyed listening to the mix, and I was surprised by that, and I was angry with myself, and... <laughs> Um, you know, I sorted through my emotions and I didn't want to give you 4.6, but I gave you 4.6. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. I didn't know that some of the albums were from not really around 2001. <laughs> <Yeah>. That possibly <laughs> could change my Spoiler. score. Spoiler. <laughs> because part of it was because the theme was like, oh, all these bands played a warp tour, and then I found a one didn't. And like, that's <laughs> kind of fucked up, but my back hurts and I don't want to change it now. So you get 4.6 out of 5. Um, I just know about Anti Flag not being there, and I know the albums didn't match it, but I did love this mix. I gave myself a 4.5. Oh, I scored higher than you. Yeah. Fuck that. No, <laughs> no, you're backwards. Hold <sighs> so much pain. RJ threw your back out this week. Yeah. <laughs> he blew your fucking back blew out. my back out, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> told you not to make eye contact. With me. <laughs> That's when it's gay. <laughs> uh. I have been told I have a lady's hips. <laughs> told you not to make eye contact. I do have a lazy eye, though, so it won. <laughs> yeah. So it's not my fault for staring at you. You can't see me out of that crazy one, can you? Oh, I can. Okay, it's only like half gay, then. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing to us next week, Mike? <laughs> What are you doing to RJ more specifically? Uh, I blow my back out. <laughs> yeah. After last week's conversation, RJ, you're safe for another week. Yes. Oh. Uh, I took a big detour. 
Ooh. A giant detour to what I was what I was planning mm. for you. A much shorter mix, RJ. Still yeah, like, twenty I something like, minutes. I'm fine with that. But not an hour and twenty minutes. Mm, I wouldn't be fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I mean I th- Devin Devin's got some thinking to do. <laughs> Ship of Theseus, man. <laughs> Devin got my wheels a turning, RJ. Mm. My wheels have been a turning this week because oh, I looked no. back at like I, I Michael last week said some old Michael things, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, <laughs> 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 that was some old Michael statements from last week. Why why was I saying that? And then you know I may be right, and I or I may be wrong, RJ. I'm not sure. Okay, I may be mm. right, but I also am okay if I'm wrong because I did. I did text Devin separately yeah. because we don't talk to you, RJ. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he just doesn't talk back. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. fine. About a really, really good band that I found. I found a lot of good bands. The two I've, I found some two standout bands for mm. sure. They're not on this mix. Don't worry, okay. Devin. Don't worry. Okay. I'm going to need those band names just to be sure they're not on my. Well, it's Cloud mix. District and it's Verse Self. Okay. We're good. Okay. Never okay. heard of them. Yeah. Um, all right. And then, you know, I, I I haven't made a mix to, you know, really throw throw the the gears of turning into Devin's head for a while, RJ. Oh no. And this is gonna be a gears of turning mix. I'm curious how he's gonna come out the other end. He may be <laughs> a different ship, or maybe the same ship. We don't know. We're gonna find <sighs> out though. Even if it's not the same ship, is it still the essence of the same ship? I don't know. You're gonna have to tell me. You you're gonna be talking way more than me, setting up your next mixes. <sighs> kind of not based off of this mix that I'm gonna give you, but it's gonna be interesting. All right. Um. All right, RJ. This this title's for you. Okay. Okay. You ready to listen, RJ? Uh, I'm ready. Okay. Devin gave me oral sex. <laughs> okay. awesome. I don't remember this. <laughs> I do. I saw it. <laughs> Subscribe to our OnlyFans account. <laughs> so he did. Okay. Yeah. It's on record. He gave me oral sex. Oh. All right. I mean, I guess it could have happened. <laughs> now we all know what we're talking about, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to send this. Based off of my genius <laughs> mixtape, <laughs> Oral Sex. Which you gave to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I did. Yes. Uh, so I'm, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so I'm curious how many of these bands you know, Devin. Uh, it's RJ, I think you're going to have a good time. I think you shouldn't be worried. I'm not worried at all. Ooh. I'm in two. Two of my no. Oh, okay. Which ones? Okay. Uh, two and three. Two and three. Two, I'm, uh, I'm uh, slightly surprised, but... Um, yeah, actually, number one, also recently. Yeah? Yeah. So... Because they hang out in a similar crowd mm-hmm. that you're making mixes on, huh? Well... <laughs> <laughs> have you been on my Reddit? Well, I have not been on your Reddit. <laughs> okay. Can, can I... Uh, just... Uh, I don't know any of these bands, but can I just assess from the you might also like categories? Mm-hmm. Just hear your opinion. 
one's titled The Mix Called Hair Dye, so I don't know what that's about. Uh, then there's uh, Slowcore and Math Rock. Mm. Interesting, aren't you? Mm. That's what my instrument says. I do I'm like Math Rock. I wasn't going to bring Math Rock up until <laughs> like two mixes from now. Actually, next mix, it was going to come up. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is. This is going to yeah. be interesting. I'm there, there's another one that's <sighs> called Memories, but they capitalize. Memories? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've sorted through that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right. I'm So this is this is the end of my series basically. None of these bands are on my currently on my uh mm-hmm. On my radar for the fifth wave, mm-hmm. but this is all technically fifth mm-hmm. wave. It seems like <laughs> the, it's the controversial fifth me, wave. You I tell will. me at the end yeah. of this mix that RJ, you get ready to be like, are these emo bands? Okay, <sighs> because this is oral yeah. sex. Yep, you know, man. There was a few fifth wave ones that I found recently. You might have come across them too. That like I awake, do not like still in bed. No, let me see. Like uh, algae bloom. No, that one sounds cool though. Oh man, I thought I, I didn't. I didn't put them on there because I thought that you'd heard of them. Um, let's see. William Bonet. No, oh, I'm deep, brother. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. There was. I have too many of these mixtapes right now. <laughs> now, I will say I found most of these like. bands based off of this band uh, that I mentioned last week called I Hate Myself, um, which led me to Verse Self. And then Verse Self actually led me to all of these bands. Okay. So. All right. Wait, let me let me go through my list real quick. Go to the bottom. I have too many of these mixtapes right now. Um, right. Glass Beach. Awake and still in, awake, but still in bed is on the mix. That might be one of the few that I'm like, eh, like yeah. it's interesting. It's as far as what you're talking about. Like, is this emo? That's where I haven't dove into it yet. I'm just talking about oral sex, brother. Okay, all right. You keep on bringing up the e word. I mean, <laughs> we can talk about oral sex all you want. <laughs> you know. Yeah, there's a. Uh, all right, it's going to get interesting. Yeah, I found this really cool band uh, that they were on this mix for a while, but I didn't think that they were, like, they for sure have songs um, that deserve to be on this mix, but I couldn't, I didn't, I don't know. the Those songs, they have songs that I like, and then songs that I, they're, they're weirder stuff I didn't care for as much. Uh, they are called, I want to get this right. I think it's, uh, the guitar fight in Fooly Cooly, which FLCL Fooly Cooly is like yeah. one of my favorite animes. Um, yeah. but, uh, fuck. Was it just called Fooly Cooly? No, it's like literally called guitar fight in Fooly Cooly. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Guitar fight from Fooly Cooly. Okay. That band's fucking sick. They have an album from 2020. Uh, and that led me to a bunch of like weirder bands like Hecra and Oolong and uh, Khaki Cuffs. And uh, uh, I do, I will say that, oh, and Nice. Um, one of the bands that does pop up in and around these is your Algernon band. Mm-hmm. Um, so they come up in and around a lot of these bands. 
Okay. Have yeah. you listened to them yet? No, I made sure not okay. to. Cool. Yeah. I, I I appreciate that. I was going to ask if you've because this is all fifth wave stuff. Damn, I almost want to skip third wave and just go straight to fourth wave. Like, fuck it. We know what's in the third wave. We don't need to talk about it. Right? This is, this is food for thought. Food for right? thought, Devin. I, I mean, oh, okay. I'm going to skip third wave. But <laughs> I have part two to second wave, which is very important to what you're talking about here. Okay. There's one part that's very important. And... It doesn't come in. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm doing it. I've changed my whole. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm changing Damn. it all. This is live. Sorry, RJ. You don't get to listen to the used and fallout boy. Damn. Do it on your own fucking time. This is emo time, bitch. Yeah, RJ, I think you're going to have a good time with this mix, to be yeah. honest with you. Um, I, uh, I think number three, I'm going like. Oh, RJ, there's, there's, a, there's some trumpet. Just so you know, trumpet like the jazz. There's a little bit of the jazz in here. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, cabin jazz. (laughs) Yeah. Mike, did you come across a band called Street Smart Cyclist? Oh, I did. Did you listen to them? Yes. Do you think RJ would like them based on his assessment of uh, cabin jazz? Maybe. I'm not sure yet. I didn't listen to them enough. I do think RJ, if you have not listened to Cloud District and the album Don't Mm. Give Up Skeleton, you would love them. I have not. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're going to like Cloud District. Yeah. They are fucking fantastic. I was very, very impressed with that album. Um, I've been listening to it a lot this week. Um, yeah. But yeah. So yeah. RJ, don't be nervous. It's it's going to be weird. There's going to be a lot of different musical styles in every song. Uh, but I think you're going to have a good time, to be honest with you. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. The only long song is the last song, which is like nine minutes. That's fine. That's fine. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Nice, uh, easygoing episode this week. Going to wind it down now. Going to take us home, RJ. Yeah. Um, Give us some life advice, RJ. Like, what have you learned in your 35 or so years of existence that you want to pass on to the younger generation? Talk less, come more. Yes, bro. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. That yeah, is that a might bumper be the sticker. Best yep. advice I've ever heard. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was prophetic. Holy shit. I was not expecting that. I was trying to give you more time to think of something, but you just had that on top nope. of your head. I have a tattooed on my chest. Oh, my God. That was beautiful. I'm crying. <laughs> wow. It's not in script either. It's just like in <laughs> fucking Comic Sans. Yeah, it would chest. be Comic Sans. Some fucking wingdings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks like hieroglyphics, but just talking about coming. And, and I wrote it upside down, like, so it's like I'm writing it, but it, yes. no one can read it. Oh, my God. I will never forget the day that Andy came uh, over to I my house. literally was just thinking of him when he said that. I was Did like, oh, I'm pretty sure Andy had a tattoo like that. <laughs> Do you, were you there for, I think it was Dustin's bachelor party at my house? No, I wasn't. Okay, so Andy showed us his uh, the tattoo that he did on his chest that said broken. Yeah. And he was showing it to us, and he did it like a year before. And I'm like, I don't really see it. He's like, yeah, this is broken. And I was like, dude, that's backwards. <laughs> he wrote it backwards. And he looked in the mirror. He's like, oh, my God, it's <laughs> backwards. I was so drunk when I wrote broken on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's where uh, Stylebender got it. Sam, he got it from (laughs) (laughs) some broken native, (laughs) influenced by Andy. (laughs) Yeah, he had all sorts of tattoos on his legs that I assumed most of them were upside down. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. Talk less, come more. (laughs) Yeah, it's beautiful. Thanks. Um, all right, so you can find this podcast wherever you get podcasts. Uh, you can, if you want to listen to RJ's cool warping back to around 2001 mix, mm-hmm. you just got to go into Spotify, type in a five song mixtape, all one word, and our mixes will come up on a profile. Uh, yeah, and I'm excited. I'm really, I mean, Devin has a lot of explaining to do next week, RJ. And then I'm, I'm really looking forward to how you uh, enjoy this mix. Okay. I yeah. think, think you're going to have a good time with it. Yeah. I'm excited. 9-11 was inside job. <laughs> <laughs> what was the f- year year when that first became a thing? Like a slow uh, Like oh four. Oh, so a couple so years. Three years after 9-11. Hmm. It's like jet fuel can't melt steel beams. And then I heard that. I was like, <laughs> you know what? You're probably right. <laughs> like, well, I that, should probably pay attention to that this. YouTube video. Zeitgeist? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Same. I God, I remember that because do you, I remember you asked me a question because I believe this documentary so much and you asked me one question I was like, fuck, I don't believe this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, like we took the bus home with each other and he's just like, I got to show you a video. I'm like, my mom's about to pick me. He's like, no, I got no, no, you got you, you got two video. hours. So I got to show you this video. <laughs> no, I remember you asked me like, what if the government just wants you to think this to think that they're that powerful? And I was like. Fuck you. That's so smart. Yeah, they probably do. Maybe they did. I don't know. Jetfield can't melt steel beams, though. <sighs> what if the cover-up is a cover-up? <laughs> yes. It's like a wag-the-dog shit. <laughs> Still an inside job. Ron Paul 2024. <laughs>